morning out there to all of our Box 2 radio family. We're super excited to be here this Monday morning. Uh, it's a little gloomy outside, but I think I think it's still going to be a joyful day. What do you all think, Miss Gretchen and, and Jason? It's always a <laughs> joyful day. Yeah. <laughs> it is. That's my word, joy. <laughs> Amen. Well, uh, we don't have Pastor Aaron here with us today, so... Um, bear with us (laughs) i'm just kidding i I think it'll be a great morning um and we're just going to start here by opening up might even be a better morning maybe (laughs) they might decide just kick him off (laughs) no i'm joking (laughs) that'd be funny no um well we are gonna you know uh get out some reminders announcements before um we get into the john study and we have quite a few actually um what is the date and time may 19th for graduation here at bca yes it is uh six o'clock i was gonna ask what the day was (laughs) (laughs) it's the 15th 15th yeah Yeah, may the 19th uh bca graduation 6 p.m at the uh, church sanctuary and it's a great event Uh, even if you do not have a child or um, uh, any affiliation with the school it's still uh, um, you know just a a good thing to come and support yeah yeah, I, just from what I've heard about it, it's just it's going to be awesome. Um, and I'm so proud of the graduates. I, I've gotten to know a few of them pretty well. Um, uh, and we're, I'm actually going to spend some time with one of them today, so I'm excited about All that. Right. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're super excited for that and proud of our students here at Bethel. Um, and then we will – so kind of our – next event that we have here is the coffee with jesus at free liberty church and that will be on may 20th at 4 p.m um and that's on a saturday and again that's the church that's right past taco bell on the hill um (laughs) that's the easiest way to explain it It used to be for me it used to be victory heights it's on victory heights drive so you really can't miss it if you just past Taco Bell a little bit, and you see a church on the hill with a big cross up there. So um, our guest speaker for that will be uh, Miss Kay Cottrell. So we're super excited for that. Um, I think that day, actually, Wilson Home Christian School, they have their graduation that day. All right. So... Um, if any, there's any Wilson home listeners out there, <laughs> I don't know the time for that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then we also will have another coffee with Jesus in June and our arrow meeting is kind of partnering up together. Um, and that we're going to be hosting a women's conference. One of our first women's conferences, um, here at Bethel. Um, and we're going to have Miss Megan Fortner with us. So we're super excited to have her. Um, that's going to be Friday. Let me let me ch- make sure my dates are correct here. Um, let's see. It's in June, right? Yeah, it's in June. Um, let's see here. Okay, so that will be Friday the 9th at 6 p.m. And then the second day will be Saturday the 10th at 4 p.m. So um, on the 10th, we'll probably have more of a meal together. Um, the Friday, we'll probably have more refreshments and light snacks and that sort of thing. So we're super excited. It's going to be a powerful conference. Um, we want ladies from all churches to be able to come out. Um, I, I think I can go ahead and announce this. This was pretty exciting. So Pastor Aaron and Joe Taylor have... 
put their minds together and want to provide childcare for the ladies that come to this conference. So they've they've made a vow that oh they they are getting together a team to provide childcare for for the ladies. So they said this is a one-time thing. They're not doing it for every arrow or every coffee with Jesus, but since this is a special event, they are making it happen. I don't know how, but we will give more details. Oh, boy. I need to go ahead and make plans for those two days. <laughs> drafted. I do know that some of their kids, some of their older kids that are pretty good at babysitting, okay. uh, some of Joe's are going to help. They've already volunteered, so okay. <laughs> they'll have some guidance with that. And then I, I, I'm not sure all of the volunteers yet, but I just I thought that was really thoughtful. You know, my first thought was, is it just going to be them two watching? Them? <laughs> yeah. But then I was like. I was thinking scary. <laughs> I was thinking my first thought was scary when it was just them but then I was like you know Joe Joe seems like you know at this point surely he's gotten the hang of of watching kids so and Aaron's getting there I don't know if he's there yet but I would just say moms make sure your health insurance premiums are paid up (laughs) on your kids no I think they're probably life insurance too I could foresee them most likely getting some ladies to help them Um, I, I don't know who they didn't mention any names but um but yeah, that will be something that will be provided, and we'll get more details on that, you know, closer to time. Um, so let's move to our other events. What am I missing here? Okay, Man Up will be May 25th at Cross Point Church, mm-hmm. um, and that's the one by Hardy's, as we that's our location we <laughs> we uh, know it by, and then that'll be May 25th at 6:30 p.m. So right. that's pretty easy to find there by in the Southgate Mall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see here. And then we have this youth retreat that's going to be, it's pretty close to Bethel down in Westview. Um, it's at the Mount Zion Community Center. Okay. And this, this whole event on May 27th, Saturday, May 27th, uh, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. This is going to be hosted by Coyle Cumberland Presbyterian Church, but we have some um, we have some people that are very near and dear to us that are helping out with this in a big way. Uh, Brother Josh Milburn, um, and we just had him on the air last week. Uh, Brother Kelly Tucker, um, they're going to be speaking. There's going to be, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff going on this day. There's going to be music, free books, free lunch. They're giving away um a lot of free stuff there's going to be live animals um and then there's going to be different booths set up and different speakers so it's going to be pretty what kind, much what kind of animals i don't know <laughs> it does not specify here <laughs> like cool. a petting zoo or? maybe right. I, there might be like horses for them to ride and stuff like that but man it'd be cool if they had like some Will there be any she bears <laughs> <laughs> is that was that who was that elijah or elisha I always get those two mixed up. <laughs> Josh is bald. <laughs> so if there's any she oh bears my. there, I would be uh, careful. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah, well, that it sounds like it's going to be fun. Um, I, it sounds like there's going to be enough for kids to do, but also parents to do. Um, so May 27th, Saturday, May 27th at 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., and I think that's about it for our events. Um, actually, we, we do yeah, have we one have, event. Uh, tomorrow's we election about. day, yeah. <laughs> uh, primary election day. Uh, and it's a big one because it's for the, uh, you know, the state offices, the governor, um, lieutenant governor, attorney general, let's see, uh, commissioner of agriculture, all those 
are coming up and that's tomorrow um and so you know we the um a lot of those offices there that are being they're held by republicans you know they're mm-hmm. uh um, they're bit kind of shifting around. The commissioner of agriculture is running for governor. The attorney general, Daniel Cameron's running for governor. You know, so um, you know, there's it's it's a pretty important election, even though uh, there's not a lot on the ballot this time around, especially local elections. But um, you know, we we are choosing the guy or gal who's going to represent the Republican Party in the race for governor. Uh, obviously, the, the Democrat side's already picked. Uh, uh, Andy Bashir has, has already got that one. So, but the uh, Republican side, they'll be uh, choosing quite a few candidates there. So yeah. that's tomorrow. Go mm-hmm. get out and vote. Uh, it's a very, very critical one there because uh, we all, you know, know the things we went through during the uh, COVID period that seemed to last forever, and a lot of the uh, rules that affected churches uh, when they were leaving up, uh, you know, casinos and abortion clinics and all those things open and trying to close down churches. So. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of Christians have remembered that and uh, plan to do something about that at the voting block. Yeah. So that's tomorrow. Make sure you find your voting location. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or if you've switched your address, make sure you look into that. <laughs> All right. Well, is there any other announcements, Ms. Gretchen, that you know of? I can't think of anything. I'm I've been kind of out of the loop here the last few days. So. <laughs> it may been gone. Busy. She's been AWOL. Uh, yeah, you've been visiting some of your kids, right? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. My, uh, yeah. Grandson in, in Nashville graduated. He's a senior Aww. and graduated. Actually, graduated high school or college? High school. High school. Mm-hmm. Actually, I had three that was had big graduation ceremonies. <laughs> wow. In one family, <laughs> they have. They had a graduation ceremony from for a fifth grader to the sixth grade. That's you know, elementary to middle school. That was a gra- that was a celebration, and then uh, um, that was Cole. And then Evelyn uh, had a they just had a banquet for eighth grade going into high school, freshman. And then my, uh, Drew graduated from uh, as a senior. So, what school do, do they go to? Um, what Donaldson, school do they go to? Donaldson Christian in. Nash, okay, I thought Hermitage. that it was a Christian school. That was that was the one, you know, that ha- went through the tornado and yeah, oh, how many years ago was that? Uh, three or four. That was right during, right at the right beginning before of, COVID, yeah, right at the beginning of COVID, yeah. Wow, and was it close to where the that sh- school shooting was at all? Well, not not too close. Actually, I, well, I they uh, uh, Drew was also going through a regional track. <laughs> And he made state. Okay, that's <laughs> awesome. So uh, we probably should start talking about something else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That uh, with five kids, there's a lot going on there in that family. Uh, the school that they were having the regional competition was was near, very oh. very near that uh, yeah. that school. Yeah, we need to remember. You know, speaking about th- that shooting, and there's been. There's been a lot. Um, it's almost like every time we see a big shooting that really impacts, you know, a community, it's like there start to be other ones pop up. There starts to be copycats mm-hmm. and things like that. And, you know, we don't stand for violence. Um, we we don't. And, you know, it's become a bigger and bigger problem. We see that happening. So we need to be in prayer um, for these schools, for school systems, for businesses, and just ask the Lord to guide us mm-hmm. in how to pray. Um, and so that's been on my heart. Um, actually it's, I think it's been on a lot of the kids' hearts too, without, whether they're really saying it or not. Um, I took 
little Eliza over to Miss Doyle's for a prayer meeting one morning. Um, and so we kind of all go around and we, we say, you know, if we have anything we want to pray about before we head out, um, any prayer requests. And her, she said, well, I don't really have anything personal, but could we please pray for the, the school shootings and, and the violence? And so that was coming from a little, a little one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you never know what, you know, what kid, what's bothering kids, what's on their mind. And, um, I just think we need to keep these places in prayer because mm-hmm. if it, if we put ourselves in, you know, the, in other people's shoes, it's, we don't always know how we would react <laughs> in their right. shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think pastor Aaron has said that lately, you know, I wish that I could say it, I would know how I would react, but, um, we just need to always be in prayer and mm-hmm. keep them in prayer. That was mentioned a few times, you know, in some of the different ceremonies that we we were involved in that, you know, you can't keep from thinking like, you know, there's families that we're going to be going through that types of celebrations and, and yeah. you know, those kids aren't there anymore. So I know. Yeah. So it, it was and there. And for Mother's Day, Mother's mm-hmm. Day, you mm-hmm. know, I saw a post that was mm-hmm. like, you know, happy Mother's Day to, you know, the mother that's lost a child, you know, all mm-hmm. of the different things. And mm-hmm. just thinking about mothers who lost their children or, or a child who lost their mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to sometimes it's hard to remember you know, other people's situations on those times because, mm-hmm. you know, we're rejoicing with our families if, you know, we've not been through something like that. But I I, I like that you brought that up because it's important mm-hmm. to always remember our neighbor and remember to pray for them and be, be sensitive and, you know, have empathy for what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Well, if you all don't have any other announcements, I guess we can get into our John study. Um, all right. Let's do it. It looks like we made it to John chapter 9. Um, and I think we briefly kind of started to get into um, Jesus healing the blind man. Um, but I think if we want to just give context for that, then we can start around verse 7 is where we left off, I believe, on Friday. Right. Somebody want to read it for us? Verse 7 or up to up through 7? Um, We can read it up to 7. So starting with verse 1? Yeah. John 1, 9. I mean, John 9, 1. <laughs> okay. It's a Monday. It's okay, okay, yes. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this, pa- this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me, while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When uh, he, he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went uh, his way, therefore, and washed and came seen. Yeah. Okay. I love this story. Um, in verse 7, I, my commentary says that faith to go and wash in the pool was required before the healing. So we see here, like, faith is the big thing. Um, and we see that in so many different healings throughout Scripture. Of, like, even with the woman with the issue of blood, like, she had faith before she stepped out to go push through the crowd like the faith came before 
the healing. Um, and I think sometimes, sometimes we forget that. Yeah. Faith is the first, the first step. It does seem like there's always an action required, like to exercise your mm-hmm. faith. Yeah. And I, I'd be curious to know if, is there a, a situation where there's a healing where there is no action required? Where God just does something or Jesus does something and then and the, the healing is, is instantaneous. Seems like many times he would say, you know, get up or stretch forth your hand or mm-hmm. go and wash or whatever. But yeah, I, I'd be curious to know if there's any anything where someone is just healed with no action that's that takes place to kind of accelerate that Initiated. faith. Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes you wonder, like, even when I've prayed this before for people, like, Lord, if they don't have the faith, I'm having faith for them. And so I wonder if other people's faith and, like, another person's um, action yeah. well, leads. We, we saw that in the, the four guys uh, yeah. that lowered him down through the roof or the ceiling or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. We yeah. saw that. But there's still that, there's that action. That's an action yeah. from something, right. someone. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. It's almost that faith, that faith itself is, is is action, you know. Mm-hmm. So right. taking action, mm-hmm. getting out of where you're at, and making a move. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I guess we can. You know, I've been I've been reading this. You know, devotional. Uh, it's called Jesus Calling. It's. Uh, yes, I've been meaning to get mm-hmm. that. Sarah I've heard Young. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, and in the last few weeks, um, it might have started with May. I don't know. Um, there's her, her, and this is kind of like a, a Jesus actually speaking. You know, when you're reading it, it's she has it in that that person. You know, and uh, I, I know I don't know. It, it's it, she's been talking a lot about you know, like you know, your your trials and uh, what have you. You know, things going wrong and, and all that and. And, and you know, as Jesus is speaking to you, it's it's almost like this is your opportunity to seek me out. You know, your presence. You know, don't look at you know your problems and your trials and you know things going wrong like that as you know woe is me. But you know, look at them as an opportunity for Jesus to to be feel, you know to seek Him and to see His presence, have His presence in your life, and uh, which. You know, sometimes you know, I, I, I'll catch myself, you know, you know, things going wrong, the problems, you know, looking out, you know, what have I done wrong? What, you know, what, why is this happening? And, you know, and moaning and groaning you know, yeah. about things. But, but, you know, Jesus is saying, you know, I'm here, you know, so look to me. Don't, uh, you know, use this as an opportunity, you know, to uh, see me and see me working in your life, you know. Yeah. And, you know, what I've, you know, it's in it's a it's been allowed you know but um, he allows it but you know but I, I can't say it as well as he says it <laughs> in Jesus calling <laughs> so, yeah no I a, love that though because a lot of times we do get caught up in you know a lot of time the valley moments are a time where we truly get to know Jesus a lot mm-hmm. more than than the mountain moments sometimes yeah. because we we're completely relying on him, mm-hmm. completely um, dependent on him, which we should be all the time. But sometimes yeah. when everything's going good, we're like, oh, I think I got this <laughs> on my own. And, you know, that's just the temptation for everybody. Um, but I love that. Let me, 
This is uh, this was on the thirteenth. It said, and, and there were just so many good ones. Like, but it said, like, thank me in the midst of the crucible, when things seem all wrong. Look for growth opportunities, especially look for areas where you need to let go, leaving your cares in my able hands. Do you trust me to orchestrate your life events as I choose, or are you still trying to make things go according to your will? If you keep trying to carry out your intentions while I am leading you in another direction, you defy your desires. <clears throat> Excuse me. Be on the lookout for what I am doing in your life. Worship me by living close to me, thanking me for, in all circumstances. So. Hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Is that the devotional mm -hmm. that you have? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And realize that's Jesus speaking. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jesus, like, I mean, God is a jealous God. And I know Jesus, he's jealous for our time and our attention. And I think we forget that sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, I don't know. I know that, I know that I'm not the only one who ever does this, but I think that we could all do it more. I could do it more is try to put ourselves in Jesus's shoes. Like try to try to now not try to be Jesus, <laughs> not that, but try to um, imagine and and think about how he feels in situations because he has feelings. I mean, yeah. we can grieve the Holy Spirit, too. So just thinking about, you know, getting the focus off of our own feelings and thinking, like, how have I neglected the Lord? How how has me neglecting the Lord or not spending as much time with him? Like, how does that make him feel? And I think when we do that, honestly, I don't think it brings as much condemnation. I think it just brings almost like a conviction or a um, like a longing to want want to please him. Sure. Because even like, you know, in a relationship, if you know that you've been neglecting spending time with your husband or your wife or your your child, um, if when you think about how they feel and you really think about that, it's like it kind of opens your eyes to to want to make a change and want to um, want to get closer to them and spend more time with them. And so, you know, just going back to the scripture, it's just like, you know, just the question that was asked, you know, why was he blind at birth? You know, like, why did yeah. such and such happen? You know, why, 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 you know, and and. Uh, you know, but he was saying that, you know, and then, of course, they were asking, you know, somebody had to done something wrong for this to, you know, for this uh, man to have been born blind. You know, and, of course, they were asking, you know, was it him or the parents or, you know, and he was just saying so that, uh, you know, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. So, yeah. and then I was kind of, you know, it's kind of funny how you'll read a scripture and something will pop out to you. I had never noticed that. On verse 7, where it said, talked about the pool of Siloam, mm -hmm. by interpretation means sent. So that's, that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I never, <clears throat> ever even realized that. Or why, why is it significant, you know? that Yeah. That, uh, I never really noticed that either. Mm -hmm. It's right here mm -hmm. in parentheses. I was looking at, I always go to John Wesley's because a lot of times his... Um, commentary is short and sweet <laughs> Matthew Henry's is long <laughs> yeah I don't but it just it just says that uh, and and so and it said uh, which is by interpretation sent and it says and so was the type of the Messiah who was sent of God so that's what he says about it yeah 
All right. Did we leave off on seven or seven. We're starting on we're eight? eight now? Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to read that again, Miss Gretchen? Uh, how far you want me to go? Uh, <clears throat> Just take off reading. Yeah, take off and we'll might stop you if it, something good comes up and we need to. <clears throat> hey, my voice sounds <clears throat> so We have about five morning. minutes. <laughs> the neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him, that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, uh, He is like him. But he said, I am he. <laughs> therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? And he answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Shalom, Shalom and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. So that kind of starts a different, another paragraph. So, so at this point, he doesn't, I don't think he recognizes that Jesus is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. He just says a man says called a Jesus. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, he's tickled to death, of course, but uh, <laughs> he doesn't realize what he's got going on here. You know. Yeah. And then that continues on. And it, it's kind of amazing that the ones who are healed by Jesus, you know, obviously anyone's going to be happy if they're healed of something. But it's almost like they were desperate. Mm-hmm. So in like a spiritual sense, even spiritually, like they were desperate. And so they kind of have no choice but to believe him. Um, and so it's just so hard for those the Pharisees to understand that or comprehend it. And I think we talked about before that... Um, did we have ever talk about how the Pharisees were like jealous or kind of yeah. had a jealousy along with that? Sure. I'm, I mean, I'm, I remember us talking about it, mm-hmm. but yeah, they would be. Even um, though they were, con- they were, um, what's the word? They were skeptical, mm-hmm. but in a way they, they were jealous. They were not happy that they were getting called out on so many things. Miss Gail said, uh, it says Jesus was astonished at people's unbelief, but I don't think their unbelief hindered him from healing. True. No. Yep. Yep. Mm -mm. That's true. Go ahead and start reading the next uh, paragraph there. Uh, 13. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind, and it it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay upon my eyes and washed, and I washed and do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. They say unto the blind man again, Why sayest thou of him? What, what, thou, what sayest thou of him? And he he hath opened thine eyes. He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had seen, that they had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. Right. So he says, this time he says he's a prophet. Mm-hmm. So he goes from a man to a prophet the second time they ask him mm-hmm. about him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it seems like they're, you know, they're doing anything they can to find a reason, you know. Okay, verse 19, and they asked him, saying, Is this your son, who ye say was born blind? How then doth he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. 
but by what means he now seeth we know not, or who hath opened his eyes we know now not. He is of age, ask him. He shall speak for himself. I always like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask him, he'll mm-hmm. speak for himself. Yeah. So these words spake his parents because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore said his parents, he is of age, ask him. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, I like that next verse. Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. But he answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that where I, as I was blind, now I see. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just, I, I don't have much to say on this passage, but it's, I love it. It's just one, it's a great one. Um, and and it, I would, if you continue on, you'll see that eventually he comes to that revelation of who mm-hmm. Jesus really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he starts as just a regular guy that was able to heal me and then well hey he's a prophet then he has to acknowledge he's at least a prophet (laughs) well whereas the pharisees are at the same time trying to get him to admit that he's some kind of heathen yeah and so and that's when the guy says well i don't you know whether he's a sinner or not i don't know all i know is i can see now (laughs) and then it just keeps going on if you read through the rest of the chapter well i guess we'll do that tomorrow but um you know he comes into that full revelation of jesus yeah yeah and yeah, we have to take a break here in just a second, but um, I love how every person throughout, you know, the gospel that encounters Jesus, it's like, even though they're like, okay, this is different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. I don't know who this is until, you know, he fully reveals himself, but they know that they know something. It's like they know something within them that he's not who the Pharisees are saying that he is. Like he's not the heathen. He's not the devil <laughs> that they're saying because he showed them kindness. He showed them compassion. So it's like even before they get that revelation, they know that there's yeah. something about him that's good. And I love that. And so we'll, we're stopping at verse 25. Verse um, 25? We start, with, start with 26. Wow, we did good. <laughs> I got to say, we're, we're faster than <laughs> Pastor Aaron, that's for sure. <laughs> he stops and talks a lot more through the on the journey. Um, okay, well, I have the trivia questions right here. I had Mariah send them to me. If, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're that's right, the right there, one. Oh, <laughs> I missed that. Well, this is even better. Okay, so Monday's uh, trivia question is... Who was chosen to minister to the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel? Who was chosen to minister to the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel? Um, And again, you can call 270-257-2689, 270-257-2689. And we'll be back here after the break. Back here on Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Mariah, do we have a trivia question or trivia answer yet? Let me check here. I believe that we do. <clears throat> okay. Brother Greg Carwile got it right. So we do have, we have a winner. Uh, let's see here. You want to give the answer? Yep. So the answer to that question. So it, again, it was who was chosen to minister to the Gentiles, kings and the children of Israel. And that answer was Paul. Um, and that's found in Acts 9.15. 
So good job. What are they What are they winning this time? Good question. <laughs> I know we had a storehouse gift card a while back that was right. donated, but I doesn't know. Probably a book this time. <laughs> to be announced. To be announced, though, for sure. Most likely a book. We have a really good book back there. Um, I've been okay. re- reading a little bit of it, but it'll to Slight, be announced. A slightly used book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't actually read it, but I've opened it up. <laughs> uh, well, we also do have a dad joke of the day, thanks to Joey Sosh. We can always count on him for the dad jokes. Um, let's let's find it here. <laughs> um, okay, so which friends should you take to dinner? I don't know. If you really think about it, this this could be an easy one. Which friends should you take to dinner? Your taste buds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Good one, Joey. We appreciate we appreciate your dad. Jokes. I have a I have a book that's got like five hundred dad jokes in it. Oh my god! I don't think I maybe should give it to Joey, but yeah. he probably already. Has I wonder it. if he has <laughs> it and he's just using them yeah. all from the book. That's funny. Oh man. Well, uh, I have a I have a text here from Miss Gale, but uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't give out numbers in case anybody needs to interact because normally they they uh, hit Brother Aaron up and yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I can give my number out. Okay. Um, if you all want to text in and interact, um, my number is two seven zero five eight nine seven nine three three. So if or two seven zero, you can do me too as okay. well. Eight nine nine zero eight eight five. Two seven zero eight nine nine zero eight eight five. And mine's two seven zero two hundred three five three two. Yeah, we maybe we should do this more often because. Aaron always has like <laughs> so many texts on just yeah. his phone and none of us have any. I've thought that a few times. Like, you know, I guess we should probably give out our numbers there too. There you go. You got them now. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we have a few uh, Bible questions, don't we? We do. Let's let's take a look at those. I liked these questions. Um, a few of them you all might want to take the lead on. <laughs> but Well, I don't know. I was expecting Pastor Aaron to be here. I know. <laughs> oh, you came up with these questions before. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think we could start with... Um, I'm looking oh. at Romans eleven twenty nine. Okay. Let me read it, and then we'll decide if we want to use it. <laughs> Sounds good. Which one is, What's the question? Uh, explain Romans eleven twenty nine. All right, let's For the do it. gifts and calling of God are without repentance. <laughs> Oh, I'm still getting there. For okay. read again. Okay, Romans eleven twenty nine, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Uh-huh. All right. Let me read. I'll just go ahead right right now and read John Wesley's because it's short. So for <laughs> God, uh, for the, God does not repent of His gifts to the Jews or His calling of the Gentiles. So that was was a little unusual hmm. gifts to the jews god okay. does god does not repent of his gifts to the jews or his calling of the gentiles so i've never really thought of it i always kind of think of it as our our spiritual gifts our spiritual you know? gifts uh-huh. yeah or just uh, you know each, each individual child of god you know uh-huh. you know but, which uh, i do think it could apply to that since you know we are a gentile so we're, we do have a calling 
as a whole and individually. But it's interesting. I never thought about the distinction right there. And, and, uh, and I know Brother Aaron always kind of does this too, but, you know, always kind of goes back <laughs> and reads kind of what's before and after. Yeah, the context. And because uh, uh, I'm, I'm using the using the power Bible right now. I wish I'd brought my Bible. I always, I always say that every week when I'm here because I, I always have, like, notes, and you can kind of see uh, my Bible a lot of times has little headings, you know, that kind of <clears throat> helps you kind of know what's coming up. Yeah. Mine, <coughs> mine has some of the headings. Excuse me. And uh, so uh, beginning of this, you know, he's he's really uh, uh, like verse one. He says, I say, then hath God cast away his people. God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. So it's it's kind of like this whole whole chapter right here is really kind of getting into what, you know, his purpose here, you know, toward the Jews and. You know what, what benefits that the Gentiles have gained in this because the Jews rejected him. Yeah, Jesus, my, the heading in my uh, KJV study Bible is God's covenant with Israel. Mm-hmm. Is that heading? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So Wesley is saying that this verse is rep- applying to the the gift that God gave or gifts that God gave the Israelites, mm-hmm. be, meaning the Messiah, I suppose, mm-hmm. and then than the calling of the Gentiles to be grafted in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about that. Right, because a, a lot of this here is, you know, just referring to all of that, you know, that yeah. uh, just kind of like what you just said in a nutshell. Uh, Dake says that this not only applies to the gifts and callings of Israel, but to any individual whom God calls or gives a gift to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's God what does we... not change his mind mm-hmm. as if, he made a mistake. Men may fail him so that he cannot fulfill such callings with them. But when, if ever, they come back to repentance, God holds them to the original obligation to obey him. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. And then it goes into, you know, <clears throat> talking about how Israel will be saved, like uh, basically talking about that. Um, and my study says that God has set Israel aside temporarily for the sake of the Gentiles, but he has not forgotten them because of his promise to the fa- their fathers. Mm-hmm. So what do yeah. you think? Is it is it about Israel and the Gentiles, or is it about individual gifts, or both? I mean, that context, it, it seems like it is about Israel and the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, just like any... I think any scripture uh, is is can almost any scripture can be applied like that to, for both. I mean, I mean, sometimes layers. it's obvious. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's very obvious that you know it's he's only referring to maybe one particular people, but um, you know, I sometimes I, I I it's kind of funny how some people will will pick a pick scripture and say well that's just for you know that was just uh, like especially maybe like a lot of old testament scriptures they'll say you know like well, that's just for the, you know back then you know you know not for christians now you know but then but then they will pick one that oh i like that one i'm gonna use that one yeah <laughs> and uh so yeah i i think this i think i think it is referring to you know especially when it talks about his covenant you know you know, with the uh, with the Jews, but I but I do feel like though that we can take it and apply it even to our to our own lives. You know, right. our walk with the Lord. 
because it's a fairly obvious verse. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know that mm-hmm. when God says or declares or does something, he's not going to change his mind. He's not a uh, wishy-washy God. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. He, whether he, he's you know, the same. Right. Whether, whether he gives a gift to a, a group of people or to an individual, that's his plan. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think that answers it. Mm-hmm. I was going to read my this cross-reference I had Go here for, it. Uh, for verse 29. Um, I don't like the version I'm in, though. I don't know why I'm in the NIV. <laughs> <laughs> Is it in Numbers 23? Um, yeah, 23, 19. Mm-hmm. So it, Mine cross-reference that, too. Yeah, it says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Definitely referring to Israel mm-hmm. right there. Well, right. I think we and, answered it. And even, even uh, I could re- I could hold onto this too. <laughs> What's that? So, well, just that you know that God is God is a man that he should lie. You know, so if if you know if you if you gra- grabbed hold of a promise, you know. Yeah. And, you know, if God said it, I, I believe it. I think of that song that C.C. Wynum says things, you know? <laughs> No, that's true. Hey, yeah. you know, that reminds me of, so when we went to the Asbury Revival, um, we actually, the second time we were there, we got into the main building and we were, you know, I was expecting, you know, just constant worship. I hadn't really been a part of any preaching or teaching or anything like that. And honestly, there wasn't any preacher or teaching when we were in there. But one thing that they did was they had a time where everyone was just, like, sharing scripture. Like, whatever scripture was on their heart, they were sharing it. And so every time after somebody would stand up in in the conger- in the crowd and share a scripture, um, something that the one of the leaders encouraged us to do and wanted us all to do is to say, if he said it, we believe it. I believe it. Uh-huh. <laughs> if he says it, we believe it. So every time that somebody would read their their verse, we we would all say like so it would be really loud. If he said it, we believe it. So I really liked that. I, I really I thought that would be a cool thing to do in church. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometime. It'd be good. Because it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he doesn't lie. He's consistent. Mm-hmm. And I do think I think he gives us these things so we can apply all of this to our life. You know, mm-hmm. he's not going to exclude us, but I think it's just, it's helpful mm. not to misinterpret the scripture when we know the context of it mm. and we know what they're talking about and then we can apply yeah. it. Yeah. That's good. All right. I like that question. Um, it's good. What's the next, next one we want to do here? Um, let's, let's go to Matthew 25. Y'all want to do that? All right. So the question is, it seems the parable of the sheep and the goats in Matthew 25 speaks a lot about works. And then we're going to explain it. Okay, so does that... uh, That's a long parable. And I was just going down through, so where do we begin? (laughs) Um, I always reminded of um, the Keith Green version of that. Remember that, Mom? The sheep and the goats. Uh He he sang that parable. Uh Uh-huh. And it, was, it was a long, long song too. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if he ever did like a studio version, but he sang it live. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, well, it, but it was powerful though. It was. It was when really you powerful. Sing scripture, I mean. Yeah. Well, he. Uh, it was. 
you know, not the King James type version. Yeah. Really. So yeah. it was, I guess, probably his version. Of the Bible. But he basically Prophet sang David. out the uh, the whole parable. Wow. I'm and trying to remember how I, I remember it. I'm. Can you, can you start it, Jason? <laughs> can I start singing? No, I cannot. I know there was a lot of, because uh, he, he played the piano. I played it well, very well. Um, so there was a lot of that in there. But yeah. uh, anyway, I, I, I do remember how the song ended. He would he said, um, you know, he was talking to the congregation afterwards and as, as he was still playing, and he said, the only difference according to the scripture between the sheep and the goats is what they did or didn't do. Wow. Hmm. Huh. So, anyway. Well, it's verse 31. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's the question. Is that what you were kind of thinking of when, when no, you... No, actually, <laughs> I just kind of popped in my head. As when I, you asked this question. Okay. The question, it, it seems the parable of the sheep and the goats in Matthew 25 speaks a lot of works. Explain this. So. And without maybe without reading the whole thing, you know, it's that's the the verses where uh, Jesus says that, you know, for I was hungry and you gave me uh, food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was in prison or sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And then the people say, well, when would, when do we do this? And he said, when as much as you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. Mm-hmm. Then the other group, he says. You know, I was uh, hungry and you didn't give me anything to eat. I was sick and you didn't come visit me. You know, all those things. Yeah. And they said, well, when did we not do that? And he said, when, eh, what, what does he say exactly? Uh, Verily I say unto you, in so much, this is verse 45, mm-hmm. as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. So. Yeah. So there's, there is a lot of works there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I mean I don't think that's the the this is not a a necessarily a salvation thing, or, or is it? I don't know. He's, he does say depart from me into everlasting punishment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so in James, go, oh, go ahead. Oh, you can you can go ahead, Miss Gretchen. Well, I have to look it up. <clears throat> I have to get to that verse. Pure to pure to religion and undefiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me, let me find it so I can quote it right. So it's in uh, <clears throat> James one twenty seven. Pure religion and undefiled before our God and Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Yeah. So, and then, uh, oh, the you know, the one, the work's, well, he does say in this mm-hmm. in James as well. Without, you know, if faith without, without faith works is dead. dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Faith without works is dead. So if you say you have faith but you don't do anything with it, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, do you really? Because mm-hmm. you're not. Well, I guess that goes back to what we were talking about in John, that healing. Yeah. There's no activation of your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That but, is true. I mean, it says it right there. But I think we all know that we're. It's not the works. It's not the things we do that saves us. But for someone to say, oh, I, I have a relationship with the Lord, but you never do anything. I mean, did you really or do you have a relationship with him? Yeah. That would be like saying that, you know, you are married to Ethan, but you don't really live with him or spend any time with him. Yeah. 
yeah that, that would people really... would say are you really married to him you know yeah yeah and i think it's important that in verse 32 it says uh and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep it has like his italicized his sheep from the goats so if we are his i think that's when all of these things will will flow because if we're truly his, if we truly have salvation, if we're truly born again, um, if we truly have the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us, then all of these things will flow from that. Um, you know, d- you know, clothing, clothing uh, those who don't have yeah. clothes, uh, giving food to the hungry. But I think those works kind of come from that faith that comes from being his. And I think if we're not, then we need to question, you know, what does it mean to be his? Like, what are we doing here? Are right. we, are we, we're saying we're Christian, yeah. but what is the condition of our heart? What did we truly receive him? Do we truly know him? You know, <clears throat> right. Because I feel, you know, going back to the topic of like apostates and things like that and the Ananias and Sapphira conversation, you know, if you know him and then you choose to, to disobey, live in disobedience and not do, what he's leading you to do, then what does that say, you know, about your faith? Um, and I, I really, I don't think that happened. I agree with Pastor Aaron when he says, I really think that that is rare because I feel like when people truly know Jesus, but it's, it's really hard in the day that we live in because everybody says they're a Christian. Yeah. Everybody's like, Oh, I'm Christian. I'm Christian. And so you really do have to look at the fruit, their fruit. And a lot of times you do have to look at their works, but you have to look at more than just their works. You have to look yeah. at their spiritual fruit. Right. Um, yeah, I do think there are a lot of false conversions. Yeah. That you know, people have have had an emotional experience. You know, maybe that they were sorry that they got caught in their sin or something like that. But yeah. did they have a transformation? Yeah. It, yeah, it's a transformation. And they will want to share that with others. Uh, Miss Gail just said, when your heart is full of Jesus, it overflows and you can't help but share. Yeah. That's true. You don't want to keep it to yourself. You're not ashamed. Well, you she know, said to me, it was kind of slick the way your mom tried to get you to sing on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I told her, I said, I saw right through that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I hear that stupid song in my sleep still. <laughs> huh. Uh, <laughs> Be careful, are you? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I even, y'all even got my own daughter. She's picking on me about that. Oh, the other day, uh, I, we were somewhere. Oh, we were driving down the road, and Paisley was picking our music and stuff because she was practicing for the song they sang yesterday. Oh. And all of a sudden, that that song <laughs> comes across <laughs> our speakers. And she oh. said, "Dad, are you going to sing?" Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, well, I was looking up the scripture too in Ephesians too. It says, "For by, for by grace are you saved through faith, and not and that not of yourself is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast." So I, I think it just kind of goes full circle, you know. Yeah. You're you know saved by faith, you know, in God, you know, uh, and not by your works. But if you are saved, you're going to have works, right. you know, and and it's going to show, you know, it's going to. Yeah. Don't break out on you, you know. Mariah's <laughs> 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 getting her song oh, my. <laughs> She's keeping us awake this morning. <laughs> Mariah, are you looking for Mary, did you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. 
No, I gave her all Rich Bowen songs today. Oh, goodness. Was that Rich Bowen? No, that was not. It was probably a commercial. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> Miss Gail says, sounds like another solo coming on. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> not uh, Brother Greg, I want to get to this before the break. He said, look at the meaning of the name Israel. That gives me a better understanding of the previous uh, topic that we were talking about. Back to, uh, sorry, I'm eating my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, back to the. Um, what I was wasn't that? expecting my mouth to be so full. <laughs> was that Romans? Um, uh, let's see. That, what we were just. That doing? was Romans. Yeah, the Romans eleven twenty nine. I'm sorry, Greg, that I, I missed <laughs> that in there. I need to put your name in my contact. Um, and I, it says here. I mean, you know. What Jacob's is, name got changed to Israel. So, I mean, I'm seeing the definitions as um, can God contended or wrestles with God or triumphant with God. But do you have like a, a Hebrew? Uh-huh, I do. Um, let me see, but, uh, you know, just, for, just the name of Israel. Mm-hmm. Mm, when we're talking about that, okay, up here is... Um, Verse 26 has something about Israel. Um, Israel means the adopted name of Jacob, including his descendants. No, that's a... Let me go up here. Um, Why don't we just ask Greg to tell us? (laughs) Yeah, Greg, share with us. Share with us your definition. (laughs) Yeah. But there's many definitions. I mean, it's chosen. Yeah. God's mm-hmm. chosen. Um, and we know that. You know, We know that it's God's chosen people. He chose Jacob. He uh, changed his name, revealed himself to Jacob, chose to bless his lineage. Um, oh, I like that word. God preserves. Yeah. Is, that, that's what, is that what Greg said? Yeah. Wow. Israel means. Uh-huh. Wow. That's awesome. I love that word. Oh, man. Going back to that, the gifts of, and callings are without repentance. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. All about, right. <clears throat> well, we're already that's a break, out we? of time. Were you about to say something, Miss Gretchen, before that question? No. Well, I may have, but I've forgotten what it was. Okay. <laughs> you might remember it. You might remember <laughs> it again. Okay, so. You we, know, we may need help with the next question, which is, were Aquila and Priscilla apostles? We may need some people to help look up. I don't know that they were, but we, without being able to reference all those passages, I'm not sure mm-hmm. we can determine that. So there's a lot of talk about Aquila and Priscilla. But yeah. So maybe well, people can help us out with that one. If anybody yeah. wants to kind of on the break be flipping their Bibles, getting, mm-hmm. getting if you've already pages. yeah, if you already got your name in the hat for uh, for the question, you don't have to research that. <laughs> <laughs> you can look up this where Aquila and Priscilla. Yeah, are yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, I will go ahead and read the second uh, Monday question. Uh, so that uh, question number two is: What birds fed Elijah in the wilderness? What birds fed Elijah in the wilderness? And again, you can call. You have to call two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine. All right, we'll be right back here after the. Bur- All right, we're back here on mornings with Box Two Radio. Um, we have another 
we have a uh, winner for that second trivia question, and it's Greg Carwell again. He got it right <laughs> twice. We need that little well glory sound that Roger does. <laughs> 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 All right. How about that? Oh, I was like, who's... <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing in that too. Well, good job, Greg. Uh, let's let me read that off for everybody. Um, I actually knew this question. Uh, so the question again was, "What birds fed Elijah in the wilderness?" And that is ravens, and that you can find that in First Kings seventeen two through six. So good job, Greg. We appreciate Greg's interaction this morning. <laughs> He's carrying us this day. Yeah, he is. He really is. He's, like, excited. He can't wait until Thursday to be on with us. All right, so our next uh, Bible question, We are we going to go into the Aquila and Priscilla question? Let's do That's it. Fine. Mm-hmm. So our question was, are they considered apostles, right? Yeah. Were Aquila and Priscilla apostles? Um, so we know that Paul was an apostle. Um, and he mentions them quite a bit. He mentions that, you know, they were friends. Um, I think in Romans, I mean, they're mentioned in different, many different books. But let's see here. Um, in Romans 16.3, <clears throat> I think he addresses them as fellow workers in Christ. Uh, that's one thing. I, I really enjoy the Power Bible. Uh, it's uh, but you have to spell the names right <laughs> before you can find it. Uh, say what's where's the where's it found? Uh, Romans sixteen three. Because I did not spell Aquila right, and it didn't come up. <laughs> okay, I put too many L's in it. <laughs> it says greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers yeah. in Christ Jesus. Uh, and then there's uh, there's some other texts that uh, are also found in Acts eighteen two. What does that say? That's uh, and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born mm-hmm. un- in Pontus, lately come uh, from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome, and came unto them. And then they're in uh, same chapter, verse 18 and verse 26. Can we go ahead and just read them all? Uh-huh. Yeah. And Paul, after this, tarried there yet a good while, and then took his leave of the brethren and sailed thence into Syria, and with him Priscilla and Aquila, having shorn his head in Sinsria, for he had a vow. <laughs> he shaved his head? Uh-huh. And Aqu- then Aquila did or Paul did? Uh, it sounded like Paul did. Hmm. Uh, this is Paul Terry. Well, I have to go back and read it. So that we, we can go back to each of those verses, but let's, let's read them all first, where I guess where they're mentioned. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom, synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. And uh, <clears throat> I feel I think that's that's uh, Paul too that they were yeah. uh, talking about. And then in Second Timothy f- chapter four verse nineteen, salute uh, 
this they don't spell Priscilla the same way. Uh, Prissa and Aquila in the household of. Where's this at? Second Timothy four nineteen. Okay. Uh, another guy that starts with one, Onesiphorus. <laughs> okay. Um, Did it mention? Do you mention First Corinthians sixteen? Uh, no. Yeah, they are. It is in Corinthians. Do you say First Corinthians sixteen? That's what I have. Yeah. Let's see here. First Corinthians sixteen nineteen. 16. I think. I don't have a computer, so I have to keep flipping back and forth. Maybe. I know. I, yeah. I had my actual Bible today, but now I'm going to get my phone. Yeah, First Corinthians, Corinthians 16, you said? Uh-huh, verse 19 says, The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord with the, with the church that is in their house. Okay. <coughs> so the church that is in their house, mm-hmm. in their actual home? Yeah. Uh, sounds like it. That's yeah. what they would do a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have some interaction here. Uh, Miss Gale says, no, they are not. They were never called apostles. Mm-hmm. I think they were more like missionaries. Okay. Um, and then Brother Greg said, could they be disciples of the church in those those days? I think that's probably right. I do, too. I, th- I think they're both kind of right. I mean, they were definitely disciples, no yep. doubt. Uh, but it seems to be that they were missionaries if they were traveling with Paul. Um, it seems like though, uh, what was that one verse I wanted to go back to? Um, they were showing the way more perfectly. Who were they showing the way more perfectly to? <laughs> and, uh, and and they, they were tent makers, and they yep. seemed to have the the knowledge of. Uh, and that might be why they was connected with uh, Paul because he was too. A tent maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, do you all know much <laughs> about tent makers? They make tents. <laughs> I mean, other than they make tents, but like why they made tents? Like, did they use these tents I've for heard church? That, or I've heard that they were like the uh, uh, during what the uh, I forget which feast it is. Uh, oh, the uh, uh, Sukkot tabern- or whatever they're yeah, called. Tabernacle, yeah. yeah. Oh, the feast of the tabernacle. Uh-huh. And they would build those because they would have to. Uh, that's where they did their um, their worship and mm-hmm. and. Uh, okay, see, that's what I was... that time. Mm-hmm. I thought that, you know, it probably had some significance with some church gatherings uh-huh. of some sort. And see, Paul would have been savvy of that because, you know, he was, you know, um, a Jew, a religious Jew that took part in all the, the All feasts. the festivals mm-hmm. and the feasts. All the feasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to go back to that one scripture, though. But he seemed awful busy in the, in the missionary work. So he must have been a busy fellow as far as making tents and doing missionary work and mm-hmm. establishing churches, apostling, and mm-hmm. you know, all that, getting beaten and all those things. Yeah, <laughs> and getting in prison. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hurt your uh, occupation when you get thrown in jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he was just so consumed with, souls yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean we see he was just so consumed with like doing the work of he was very zealous in everything he did yes yeah you know even when he was persecuting the christians you know even when he was making tents i guess mm-hmm. too he yeah. was very zealous in that too did yeah. you find that verse that you were going to want to talk about no i was going to go back to all of them okay and um uh, so it doesn't appear that they were 
but uh, I, I would venture to say that they were some sort of um, disciples of Paul, uh-huh. and um, and maybe they led you know, the the church there in their home, and maybe they even went on to lead other churches. Yeah, I mean, it would seem like they operated in evangelism if they're yeah. traveling and if doing missionary work, and then like ha- having people in their home. Um, right. Definitely had to have the gift of hospitality if they're yeah. having people in their home, unless it was just <laughs> yeah. not a. I'm sure it was a good experience. If Paul is talking so highly of them, I'm sure yeah. they were hospitable. Well, I know they were actually because they they hosted Paul, right? I don't yeah. have a verse for that, but I think they he stayed with them in right. their home, um, yeah. and so they supported his ministry a lot. Mm-hmm. They were really key in his ministry. Okay, so who they were. Um, and it said uh, in verse in chapter 18 of Acts, uh, verse 24, it says, A certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of the of the God, of God more perfectly. And when he was disposed to pass into Acadia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him, who, when he was come, helped them much, which had believed through grace. For okay. he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly, showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. So it's like he, they knew, they kind of added to what. Uh, Apollos was um, was studying what he knew. So the way I understand it, Apollos had a kind of a incomplete right. understanding mm-hmm. of the baptism of mm-hmm. the Spirit, and Aquila and Priscilla helped him to understand that more perfectly mm-hmm. and more more completely. Mm-hmm. And then, then he takes it and goes to the next town mm-hmm. and begins to spread that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. My personal opinion is that Aquila and Priscilla wrote Hebrews. Huh. That is, that's what I've, um, hmm. that's what I believe. <laughs> I mean, I'm open to people telling me I'm wrong. But, yeah. But I think that's why the author is not mentioned because she was a part author. Okay. And that would be against that would the be custom against of the day. customs of the day. And it wouldn't be as received. Right. Yeah. Because it's very Paul-like. But Paul always, you know, indicated his authorship. Yeah. So I think it was either a disciple of Paul, um, you know, and I think that would be a logical choice there. Yeah, but that's interesting. I could definitely, yeah, that would make sense. Wow. Anyway, uh, uh, Brother Greg said in those days people lived in those tents. Okay, yeah. So I did wonder that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I figured especially missionaries would probably, you know, take maybe build well, people tents. People who didn't live in the cities yeah, would, well, they would live out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then those uh, Sukkot, is that what they were called? Sukkots, where they would build those Something for the like tabernacle? Mm-hmm. Like Sukkot. a little personal tent, mm-hmm. like a mini house or whatever, like people have now. Uh-huh. Tiny home, that's what they're called. Tiny home. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have Facebook Marketplace, though, so yeah. <laughs> they couldn't advertise them that way. I don't know how it is. To this on this day at this time, but back when we were in Israel, they called them Bedouins, 
and uh, they Say Bedou- that again? Bedouins. Bedouins. Uh-huh, and Sounds they- like you have a speech impediment <laughs> saying that. <laughs> <laughs> have a lift. A Bedouin. <laughs> Bedouins. Sorry. And they, just... Basically, they were uh, kind of like shepherds, and they just moved from spot to spot to where that were best, where their uh, animals could graze, you know. Huh, yeah. And they... Uh, you know, and they had to live in tents because they'd have to pack up and move to the next yeah. area where there was uh, either where their animals could graze or water, water mm-hmm. them. So, yeah. but, but even back then, uh, which was, it was in the eighties, late eighties that we were there and they were, you know, you saw them, you know, and uh, they moved around. And I think, I think I've even heard that mentioned like in, during the Iraq war, uh, I heard, you know, maybe some news commentators talking about, you know, Bedouins. So it must have been, I think it's spelled something like B-E-D-O-I-N or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So they may, they maybe had need of tents. <laughs> well, um, what about Apollos? Was Apollos considered an apostle? I don't know. Seemed like there was one of those fellas that is maybe it's Barnabas. Yeah, Barnabas is mentioned mm-hmm. as, as an, an apostle, apostle. but mm-hmm. Apollos is never. Uh, I don't know. I'll look him up. All right. That could take us a while. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's kind of slow going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We should, yeah, I would like to study more on Aquila and Priscilla. I really, it's interesting to see. I have, remember that passage I didn't, couldn't remember that it was Apollos, but I was thinking that it was Paul who did the explaining about the baptism um, and, and kind of set them straight on that. But I never realized it was Aquila and Priscilla that did that. So for some reason I had in my head that it was Paul. Uh-huh. He must have been very influential because that, w- that was the scripture that uh, was used that uh, it says, uh, in First Corinthians one twelve, it says, "Now this I say that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I am of Apollos, and I am of Cephas, and I am of Christ." You know, so um, maybe that's where I've heard that. Uh, mm-hmm. That whenever you look at that verse there, you have the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter, and then you have Apollos kind of sandwich in between there. Mm-hmm. Some I think there are some people who think that that because he's grouped in there with them that he he mm-hmm. was an apostle but I don't know if there's any direct evidence of that yeah I just think it's interesting to see how like close Paul was to this this couple too Aquila and Priscilla because yeah. he says that they put their necks out on the line um, for, for, for him Paul. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I, I'm on this um, the Bible study tools I don't know if you all have ever used that before but um it talks about just their marriage i would like to do like a study on just like what you know what it says about their marriage because they were talking about how if they put their necks out on the line for the apostle paul um then it's you know i'm pretty certain that aquila would have sacrificed put down his life for his wife and just seeing Mm -hmm. like you know their marriage and how they were able to do so much for the kingdom through their marriage um, so that would be interesting All right. to study. But yeah, that was good. What do we got next? Um, we got, well, real quick, I'll get uh, Brother Greg. 
uh, he, he says, Before they went to Egypt, the children of God were not bound by city walls made by man. They solely relied on God to provide their every need. They packed up and moved when God said to move. Now we are bound by our own wants, traditions, and culture. Hmm. True. That's true. Yep. All right. That's good. Um, let's see here. Um, is there one that you all wanted to get to above the other ones? Another question. We ha- how many yep. do we have left? We have one, two left. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping us on our toes again. <laughs> Gosh, Mariah's worse than Roger, I think, <laughs> this morning. There you go. She's got it. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, uh, she's uh, <laughs> like an angel speaking in there. It's better than the first one. <laughs> the first True. one was a little wild. <laughs> oh, that's good. It does keep us on our toes, though. Oh, my. All right. Uh, my goal is to get Mariah to speak one day. <laughs> She says no. I think she could. She she spoke at chapel once and did a great job. So really, we just got to get her to speak here. Yeah, you would think that you know the radio would be less nerve wracking. You know, you can't see anybody that's listening to you. So we'll get her to do it one of these days. Well, um, I was thinking, you know, that Mariah. That's the way uh, Jason was. He didn't uh, when. Uh, we started the radio, and then his uh, sister and his brother both were part of it and everything. And he was like, no, not me, not me. <laughs> now look, we're, look at him here today. <laughs> yeah. My problem God's was, work. My problem was the, you had, we had actual uh, records that we had to play. You know, back in those days, they didn't have all this stuff. Computer yeah. and stuff. So you had to have the actual record. Huh. And mm-hmm. so there were... Two, we had two or three different uh, turnstiles or whatever you call it, record players. You look like a, those one of those rap guys. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we also it. had reel to reel. Yeah. Too. You know. But anyway, so you had to get the next one re- while one song was playing. You had to get the next one ready. Huh. Seems like we had three, and I don't know how because you had five minutes, you know, whatever, ever how long a song was to get the next one ready, and I would get distracted. <laughs> and the song would end, and there wouldn't be another one ready to go. Like, how could I? I've got all this time to do that. <laughs> how could I forget? You know? Yeah, it's right here in front of me. <laughs> so I just said, oh, "This is not for me." Hey, well, this is better. You know, yeah. you just I don't you have talk. Yeah, and... I, don't, I don't have any. I don't have to do. I, I didn't even talk then. I was just <laughs> just all I had to do was get the next record ready. <laughs> I couldn't seem to pull it off. <laughs> You've learned you're better at talking. You're better at being the face of it rather than doing the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Behind the scenes work. Well, I do get that, distracted. Well, that's easily. the way all of them were in the beginning. They, you know, they would do the record thing and you know, like that. <laughs> but they said, "I'm not going to talk." But eventually, they every one of them that was a part of the of the radio would would eventually start talking, say a few things, so, inter- yeah. introduce a we'll song. Get Mariah next. <laughs> yeah, we're speaking. We're prophesying, Mariah. <laughs> that's good. Um, okay, well, we can try to get to one before the break. Another one. Um, so I feel like this one might be quicker. I did have one question though, because um, you you have a large family. Yeah. What did you all do for Mother's Day? How do you how do you all go about all that? Well, 
We did not go out to eat because every time we've tried to go out to eat, it's impossible to get in anywhere because everyone else has the same idea, but also we have so many people. I was kind of curious about that. Impossible. So not going out to eat anymore. Um, We've we've kind of not stuck with the same thing every year because we definitely have went all out together and kind of got – you know, did a call ahead or a reservation to make sure we we could we be accommodated. There, yeah. <laughs> um, but we've kind of started to just all go gather at mom's house. So, okay. and the way that we kind of do it too is like a lot, there's a lot of us that are married now and have like, you know, plans with the other side, the husband right. side of the family too. Mm-hmm. Most of us are girls. So all, none of the boys are married. <laughs> so <laughs> all of us that are married are girls. Um, so we kind of show up at different times to her house, but there were the majority of us were there at the same time, but it's like we all got there at different times Okay. because some of, uh, some of the siblings were with the in-laws for a little <laughs> bit right after church and then would kind of show up so but I did say I was like mom I never thought about this but having this many kids you get a lot of gifts for Mother's Day (laughs) I mean her whole counter her whole island was filled with flowers (laughs) everywhere flowers and cards and stuff well I was curious about the whether y'all went out to eat because it seems like that would be a big task yeah yeah, it it is, especially now with the kid, the nieces and nephews and grandchildren and <laughs> all of that, we're we're um, multiplying, so it makes it even more hard. We normally we've we used to be able to sit at one table. Now we have to get like a whole section of a restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> different booths, different tables. So yeah. it's a lot, but it's fun. Okay. Yep. How about that? Yep. Yeah, we just, we, uh, actually, we weren't planning on going out to eat. We were, and then somehow it all changed. So. I mean, it is those. nice to go out to eat because mm-hmm. then nobody has to clean up. Right. It's a nice, fun, Mama you know, outing. Mom doesn't have to cook. Mom doesn't have to cook, <laughs> yep. Right. Um, a few years ago, we went to the, the lodge. Um, Kevin wanted to take me out to eat. Yep. And uh, when Kevin was living with us, so. We went there, and it's like we discovered that a lot of families do that. <laughs> so yeah. they were prepared. They had uh, you had to put your name in, and uh, they had like uh, you know cheeses and crackers and fruit, you know, set up in an area while where you, you wait. While you wait, and uh, so we was in this. And, of course, back then, you know, your dad, he had to visit with everybody else. That was, yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, had a little hors d'oeuvres, snacked, you know. <laughs> and it was going to be like an hour or more the wait. And finally we decided, oh, let's just, let's just give this up. So we went to another little restaurant that wasn't busy. Oh. <laughs> but we'd had our snacks. <laughs> McDonald's. Oh, no, we, went, we just went down the road a little ways. <laughs> so, right. Heading back home. So. Oh, well, did you have we a felt a little stay? guilty, you know, because we'd had, we'd had Oh, you had already had we'd the... Already, we'd had tea. We'd had the, the cheeses and I crackers mean, and the fruit. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Well, did you have a good Mother's Day this year, Miss Crutcher? Yes, I did. It was, uh, I went to, uh, I, st- I just stayed in Nashville this, this weekend. So uh, I'd gone down on Thursday, and then uh, uh, so I decided to just stay because we had the graduation was on Saturday, and, and Sarah had uh, uh, dinner, lunch for uh, the family that went down, Jason and uh, his, his crew and uh, uh, 
Sarah's aunts, you know, we call them the aunts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then, and then we, we played cards a little bit afterwards, and so it was, uh, I had thought I had thought I might just stay and go to church with Sarah, and so so I did, and uh, that's what I did. That's so awesome. I didn't get home till Sunday afternoon. So that's awesome. Mm. Oh my gosh, we're already ready. Time for the break. Well, I hope all <laughs> the mothers listening out there had a great Mother's Day. Um, I was just emotional all day yesterday <laughs> during church. I was like, oh my gosh, like it's just such a special day, mm-hmm. um, and. The I loved Miss Jody's testimony about her praying mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it really inspired me, and just honestly, it it made me thankful for the prayers I know that I had, mm-hmm. and um, it was just an awesome day. Well, we uh, on the way home, uh, I was my sister Greta was with me, and so <clears throat> she pulled up on Facebook the they had the the video of uh, when he I guess had all the mothers come up, yeah, and then uh, Miss Doris's prayer. Oh, Miss Doris's prayer was powerful. <laughs> it was. It Man, was. I've been getting a lot of comments about her prayer. I was like, she was like that the grandma on War Room, but even better. <laughs> if anybody's watched that movie, that, that lady knows right. how to pray. Right. It was. It was. That was awesome. But I, I didn't know that Miss Jody gave a testimony, so that's. <laughs> yeah, she did. A little long winded, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but it was it was really good, and she was like totally un- not expecting it. Pastor Aaron really put her on the spot, but it was really sweet. And I didn't realize. I mean, I knew we had a lot of mothers, but it's like the mothers, like I mean, there was hardly room for them. Like they were filling the stage. It was awesome. All right, well, I guess we better take this break. Both of our trivia questions are answered, so um, we'll be right back here after the break.
All right, we're back here on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Um, it's It's been a good day. Good day. We do miss Pastor Aaron, but, you know. Do I we think- really miss him? <laughs> <laughs> I feel obligated to say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. Is. No, there's been some people that ask me, oh, where's he at? And um, just curious. Uh but I think, you know, it's went all right. I was a little worried. He he has a lot of excitement on Mondays, I feel like, more than most of us. So, uh, But I think it's been okay. Um, yeah, it's good. We had a good time. Yeah. Happy to be here, as always. Yeah. So we're blessed to be here, blessed to have you all listening. And uh, we really appreciate, we appreciate how God uses this, um, this radio. And he's going to continue to do great things and speak and reach souls and more souls um so we do have a few more questions um let's see here i think i want to get to the one about the psalms i think that one interesting so okay so we have a question that there are many references in psalms about singing to the lord that how 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 fitting is this <laughs> from Jason about timely. singing? It's very timely because I've had a lot of texts this morning wanting him to sing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's many references in the Psalms about singing to the Lord. Do all of these refer to worship? And again, listeners, uh, you have our I, we gave our number out earlier, but if you want to interact for the rest of the broadcast this morning, uh, my number is 270-589-7933. Um, and then you want to give them your number, 270-899-0885. Yeah. Yes. So let's, let's go to a psalm here. I think Psalm 96 talks about singing. And do you have you have any other parts to this question, Jason? That you were no, I just uh, I just uh, noticed that. Are they always referring to worship? Hmm. Worship, as in like uh, worship music, like how we would not worship. necessarily like worship to the Lord. Just worshiping the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems seems like where'd you say ninety six? Yeah, Psalm ninety six talks about singing. Uh, Okay, so Psalms 96, uh, sing unto the Lord a new song, sing unto the Lord all the earth, sing unto the Lord, bless his name, show forth his salvation from day to day, declare his glory among the, the heathen, his wonders among all people, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised, he is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. So there it talks about singing uh, quite a bit. And I mean, it, Psalms are filled with singing unto the Lord. But I do think, I mean, here it says declare his glory. Um, he is greatly to be praised. Honor. And majesty are before him. So I think, I mean, it, it does talk about singing, but I, I would say that when it mentions singing, it's talking about worship because here it talks about declaring his glory, mm-hmm. um, blessing his name, show forth his salvation. And another translation said, proclaim his salvation day after day. Um, 
and declare his glory among the nations, his deeds among all people. All right. So, yeah, I would say all of that would be an act of worship. Do you have another verse? Or is it just that one? You have a verse for us, Ms. Gretchen? <laughs> I had no, that one. No, I was just uh, uh, was thinking about while we've been talking so much about Rich Mullins. I was thinking <laughs> of that song. Isn't there one that song he says, Sing to the Lord? <laughs> Sing your praise to the Lord. Yeah. Sing and praise to the Lord. So I looked up, it's praise. a long song. <laughs> it is, yeah. And he, has, he also has, I Will Sing. Uh-huh. That's another song. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, too. Well, that psalm before Psalm 90, Psalm 95 is really good, too. Um, I didn't even catch that. but um, I like that last one, the just shall live by faith. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. The Rich Mullins song. The just shall live by faith. Yeah. I'll have to listen. We'll have to play that one. Is that the one? That's what we played during the break. You, oh, you it, didn't have your oh, headphones on. Oh, we did? Yeah, there. I didn't have my headphones on. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, what was 95? Read yep. that. Read some Psalm 95. Uh, sing praises to the Lord. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. All right. For the, the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Wow. That's a powerful psalm. (laughs) Yeah, and we just see the importance of uh, coming before his presence with thanksgiving, making a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Joyful noise. A joyful noise. That's talking about Christian rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. My goodness. <laughs> I was actually playing now, I wouldn't consider it rap. Yeah. Um I would I would call it R and B. Yeah. Like Christian R and B. Which okay. is better. Because it, it, it has music <laughs> at least. It has right. music and uh, a tune, whereas rap is just all speaking <laughs> really fast with a drum beat. Well, I, um, did, I did look up the the uh, interlinear, the, which would be the Hebrew of, of the word sing, uh-huh. and it says to creak or admit a stridulous sound, uh, to shout, usually for joy, aloud for joy, cry out, be joyful, rejoice, to shout, uh, to, and sing, you know. So, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a noise. <laughs> a noise. I can get behind that. So, it doesn't have to be a pleasant noise. If uh, it's crying out, mm-hmm. crying out doesn't always sound pleasant. Uh, but it says, you know, uh, yeah, uh, let me go through it again here. To creak. I, I, I don't know what that word really is, but it says, or Emit a, it's 
S T R I D U, stridulous sound. Yeah, that's, that sounds like me. <laughs> I, like I don't know, know what that what is, that but is. It's, 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 it doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> to shout, usually for joy, aloud for joy. Your singing's very stridulous. <laughs> <laughs> Cry out, be like joyful, me. great, greatly, make to rejoice, cause to shout for joy, cause to sing aloud for joy, out triumph. So, so, you know, some of these psalms yeah. are like a declaration and of, you know, his goodness. And, you know, I wonder if that was part of the, you know, the commandment in the in that uh, God gave to Moses about speaking of his goodness all the time, you know, yeah. throughout the day, yeah. when you lie down, when you mm-hmm. get up, you know. And I wonder if some of these songs are are, are just that. And I guess that would still fall under worship, mm-hmm. but just that constant reminder of how good God is, of how great He is. You yeah. know, and if you're going around singing that song, and some of those I don't know how you would set those to music, but anyway, <laughs> but or speaking them like a poem, yeah, you know, meditating on right. them, sharing them with other people. But again, I guess that is that is still worship, mm-hmm. you know. But but some of them do strike me more as a declaration, mm-hmm. yeah, almost like a not a chant. Well, like you know, we have a declaration that we do on Sunday off- morning for the offering. Yeah, yeah. for the offering, like yeah. a declaration like that that you would even say daily. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, or praying. A lot of them are, sound like prayers too. Yeah. Sure. Prayers, yeah. declarations, songs, poems. But it, but it would still fall. I guess fall under. It worship. would all fall under worship. The yeah. word stridulous means making a shrill creaking sound. Oh. I don't. I don't have a shrill sound. <laughs> But creaking, maybe. <laughs> creaking. <laughs> Croaking, maybe. Hey, that should, you know, it says to sing unto the Lord. So yeah. whatever noise you're making, make it to the Lord, you know? And yeah. then creaking means to make a prolonged grating, <laughs> shrieking, <laughs> squeaking sound. So he's addressing the, the bad singers. Yeah. He's addressing the bad singers I may and have, the good singers. I may have mentioned this before, but, and mom can relate to this. She can remember. But for a period of time, I sat behind uh, Mr. Ragland on one side of me, and remember Charlotte uh-huh. on the other side. Not not Charlotte Nichols. No, no, not Charlotte Nichols. <laughs> <laughs> this particular Charlotte, um, she had some challenges uh, mentally, but she loved to sing, and she sang very shrill, <laughs> but very badly. Oh. And Mr. Ragland on the other side sang very like a bass but also very badly <laughs> and I said like they sat in the pew in front of me uh. and Mr. Ragland's wife Linda would sit in the like I would sit directly behind her but these two on both sides of me <laughs> and it was awful oh, it was horrible <laughs> and I remember I can still see Miss Ragland's face she would turn around and look at me and just shake her head oh. <laughs> but Hey, they're, they're still singing. Yeah, exactly. It, it sound it's pleasing to the Lord. When I see, when I th- right hear heart. that, make a joyful noise. That's what I think of those two. <laughs> it's in stereo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and look, if everybody's making a joyful noise, then you won't really be able to pay attention to true. the individual voices yeah. that might be creaking or <laughs> squeaking or Str- shrilling, stridulous. Um, right. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Miss, okay, we have 
some interaction here. Uh, Greg says, I feel like singing to the Lord is praise. Singing songs and playing music alone is just that, singing and playing. But singing to the Lord is praise. He's right. And worship. I I agree. That's awesome. So I think all these do fall under worship. Yeah. Even though they may not be. Specifically song. Right. Like your traditional type of worship. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's, I, it's, I'm kind of curious, too, and this would just take an intense study of like, you know, every time that w- we think of it as singing, you know, how many times was it also a cry out or a call out to God to do a work, too? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, there's some times when David had, uh, you know, some of his psalms were pretty intense as far as like, you know, God, they they don't they don't like you. They don't like me. So get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you know, I just almost kind of wonder was, you know, when you think of the Psalms, a lot of times you think of it as uh, David out there on his harp, you know, <laughs> producing these, you know, and uh, and some of them definitely were. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But if you really study the Psalms, which would be a, it would be cool to do. Uh huh. Uh, a lot of them do are more like prayers. Uh huh. And, uh, and crying out in that way. Yeah. yeah. Some of these would be hard to put music to. I've tried. Like, I've looked at them and, like, some of them would be hard mm-hmm. to do that. But there's yeah. a lot that are more like poetry. Uh-huh. Right. You know? Um, hmm. All right. That's good. We have... Uh, <laughs> Miss Mary says, okay, with that being said, tell Jason to go sing something for us. <laughs> I will never. I guess I have no excuse. Right? I will never hear Mary Did You Know in the same way anymore. I love it. Heart. Heart emoji. <laughs> and so then, really no one has an excuse after reading that. Yeah. That those definitions of sing. Really? It does. It, it takes out the excuses one by one. <laughs> I, was, I was just looking up the interlinear and I don't know if it's in every situation, but it, it is a. It's instrumental music by implication, a poem set to notes. So, um, you know. Hmm. A poem set to notes. Mm-hmm. I took a class on Hebrews. I'm not sorry, not Hebrews. Psalms and Proverbs, the, the poetry section. And I do remember us talking about the Hebrew uh, style of poetry, the different mm-hmm. types of poetry. Uh, but, it, you know, it kind of went in, in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not really that big in the poetry. I think I went but, through a wisdom literature yeah. section of my class, and we there was some Psalms and Proverbs included in that, too. Um, I mean, like I've just picked up, like, Psalms 145.1. It says, David's Psalm of Praise. You know, so, you know, and then when you look at the, in a linear word of it, it means uh, a hymn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Gail says that her, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have too many. All right. She's making fun of me probably. Again. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Greg says, I think when we pray to our father, he hears it as songs of praise and worship. He wants our fellowship with him. Mm-hmm. I agree because yeah. we see, you know, David was the man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. Um, he was constantly in fellow. You can have fellowship with him through, um, through prayer, through worship, whatever it is to connect with the Lord, he's going to, he's going to, that is going to be worship. And it's not always a song. Yeah. Uh, Miss Renee said, I don't think worship is a music thing. Worship is the heart and intention behind it. Yeah. Music isn't required for worship. 
Yeah, I yeah. agree. And I think that's Obviously. what we're getting into yeah. with And I do with rem- the songs. I do remember this uh David seemed to have a song or a psalm for every occasion. Uh-huh. And you know, whether he was going through a really bad time or, or you know, on top of the mountain or in the deepest valley mm-hmm. or whatever he seemed to be going through a, a sinful period of his life, a repentant time, whatever, he always seemed to have a song to the Lord. Yeah. And um I think that's something that we could you know, we could learn from. Yeah. He was always calling out to God. In every season. Yeah. Yeah. And this definition of worship that she sent says, uh, the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of like reverence run, and adoration. Run, uh, running through some of these. And I just like in Psalms 140, verse one, it says to the chief musician. A Psalm of David, deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man. So, you know, just, um, you know, sometimes he he, just, he he said to music just whatever. I mean, that, this was David, you know, this was David. And and like, you, like she just said, you know, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, music, you know, it can be, you, you know, your worship can be. It's an expression. Uh-huh. It, so uh-huh. al- almost you really are creating something because mm-hmm. when you're expressing yourself, you're, you express yourself through uh, speech. So if you're expressing yourself through writing or you're expressing yourself through prayer, because mm-hmm. prayer would be your communication with the Lord so that you're, ex- mm-hmm. you're creating that you're creating a conversation with the Lord, or maybe you're creating a painting and that's your form mm-hmm. of worship. You're prophetically painting or just painting what you feel towards the Lord, whatever it may look like, or it might be your job. I mean, you, your job, God might've placed that on your heart or, you know, you have a passion. If you're a teacher, you're, you have a passion for uh, discipling kids and that's a form of worship. If you're doing it to expressing your love for God through what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it it's it's a huge it's an umbrella that a lot of things fall under, but I think the I like how renaissance that definition is it's all expressing or adoration and reverence to the Lord yeah. is worship. Mm-hmm. I like that. <clears throat> uh Miss Gale said I want to get this for we we run out of time here. She said that Psalms 100 is her favorite. So let, it's not too long. I'll read that real quick. Uh, Psalm 100 is serve with gladness, a psalm of praise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he, he is God. That it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Yep. Amen. I like that. I have that one memorized. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And that's something I do love about... um, Christian school well I don't know if all Christian schools incorporate this I hope that they do but Bethel in particular is Mm -hmm. scripture memorization yeah like that was one of the most instrumental things and honestly I want to keep doing it but in my childhood whenever I uh, I was a student here at Bethel is having those scripture verses that we memorize yeah I mean I still remember and this is you know 
30 years, years. ago, 30 plus years ago. Yeah, and it's just, it really is getting it in your heart, getting it in your memory. Had it in your heart. And then kids yeah. get excited about it. I mean, what, you feel a sense of accomplishment once you've memorized it. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, it's just awesome. I love I love that about this Christian school is that memorize, memorizing the scriptures. Um, all right. Any, anything else on this topic? I think topic we're about out all? of time. Yeah, we are about out of time. <laughs> winding it down yeah normally i'm always going over the time but the lord's reeling me back today <laughs> are we gonna go out with another rich mullen song <laughs> well we love you guys uh thank you for <laughs> <laughs> thanks for your interaction <laughs> today um, that was Brian actually speaking for yep, the first time that was her voice if y'all were wondering what she sounds like that was her voice <laughs> oh my goodness man well we we love you guys we appreciate all your interaction this morning and um we can't wait to be back with you tomorrow morning um oh miss gail wants to go out with another another text my six-year-old grand says a bible verse and scripture for all of the alphabet wow yeah. there you go yeah. that's awesome yeah yeah Parents, that's a good <laughs> good tip right there. Start teaching your kiddos the yeah. alphabet with scripture. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I think we do that in our kindergarten program. Uh-huh. It's so like a shortened version. A shortened. Yeah, yeah of yeah. each verse. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. It's more like a phrase yeah, from like, each verse. Yeah. yeah. That's right. awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we are out of here. We're we, out of time. Yeah. We're running out of time here. We love you guys, and we will see you tomorrow morning. Have a good day.